You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Jim Rodriguez, Mark James, BetQL Daily. Filling in for the Joes and for Aaron, you can hit me up at J-Rod Show, J-R-O-D Show. You can get Mark at Mark James on Twitter. That's Mark with a C. We roll on as we continue our win totals for the upcoming NFL season. Let's stay in the AFC. Got two divisions to talk about. Let's go with the AFC North, the old black and blue division. And Mark, this is the home of the AFC champions, the Bengals. They won 10 games last year. The book thinks they're going to regress a little bit. Bengals, nine and a half is the win total. The Steelers, talking about regressing. They're seven and a half as a win total. The Ravens, nine and a half. And the Browns are off the book right now because we don't know what they're doing. They won eight games last year. There is no number for the Browns as of yet. Where are you on the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, at nine and a half? All right, so they have the third toughest schedule in the National Football League. Uh, their opponents have a 536 win percentage based on last year's records. So I went through their schedule. I scoured it. They start off the season at home against Pittsburgh. It should be a nice win. They go to Dallas. And I went through the, the games that I think that that they could potentially lose. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm with Vegas. Um, I am under the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I think that after the the meteoric ascent that Joey Burrow and obviously Jamar Chase and and they went on to the Super Bowl, um, it, like it to me, I, I think it was an anomaly. Um, this is not to take anything away from them. I just look at their schedule and I look at the you know especially because they play the AFC East division and they play the NFC South division. Now the NFC South division isn't that strong. Because other than the Bucks, I mean, you look at, I mean, the Falcons have a new quarterback. You're, I mean, could be Desmond Ritter, the rookie out of Cincinnati. They got a new quarterback. You've got New Orleans with Jameis Winston, and you never know what's going to happen new there. New head coach. And, and, and Matt Rule, I mean, he's, to me, the, the number one coach on the hot seat. I just, I'm not a Matt Rule guy. I don't know who their quarterback is, quite frankly. I don't care who their, for their quarterback is. They, they're just not, they're not good, and... I, I, one of the things that drives me crazy, J-Rod, is, is and more than anything, especially in the National Football League, high-profile players who can't stay healthy. And I understand injuries are part of the game, but ever since Christian McCaffrey had that last great season, which seems like forever ago, and he signed that big contract, he will, like, they're, they're, you know how bad the Panthers now want to get out of that contract? Yeah. I mean, that is a bad – same thing with the Giants, with Saquon Barkley. I call him Softquan because he's all he's soft. He can't stay on the field. 
Yeah. You know, you and, and I don't like that. All right, getting back though to the Bengals, I looked at their schedule, and I I, I see in the beginning of the season, it's somewhat favorable. Although you know they have Miami at home, that could be lost. Then they go to Baltimore and New Orleans back to back weeks, which could also be losses. But then at the end of the season, specifically Thanksgiving weekend on at Tennessee, Kansas City at home. Two weeks later at Tampa, the week after at New England. Buffalo and Baltimore at home. I'm going. Where, I'm going under on the Bengals. I am. I'm selling my stock on Cincinnati. All right. So you're going under nine and a half. Listen, I to me the value in this division to me for as crazy as it sounds is I like the Steelers over seven and a half because of Mike Tomlin. I mean that guy. He is the MacGyver. Okay, you give him, you give him a, a, a piece of chewing gum. Yes. You give him, you give him a piece of chewing gum and a wire, and the guy can make a car out of it. Okay, I think you know they, they play the AFC East and they play the NFC South. To your point, bad division. They, their seventeenth game is, is against the NFC East. Another bad division. I, I can see the Steelers very quietly going eight and nine, and we're in the money. So I kind of like the Steelers over seven and a half. It, so, it, it, I, I mean, are you putting all the the reins right away on Kenny Pickett, the rookie out of Pitt? It, knowing Tomlin, they probably won't. They'll do the old school, give him the clipboard, figure it out, maybe after a bye, then bring him in after, after Rudolph or whoever gets beat up. But I think we'll eventually see him. Hopefully it's not because they're 2-8 and eight at that point, but I think we will see him eventually because what is he there for? What is he there for? This is the time to put him in. You know, kind of like what they did with Tua with the Dolphins. You, you know, you I think the Dolphins were, were, were smart the way they brought him in. Now it's just Tua hasn't been able to deliver. I think Kenny Pickett will be in the same situation. So I like the Steelers a lot uh, at that value. Wrapping up the AFC, and this is where I think we're going to see the biggest free fall of them all. The Tennessee Titans, 12 wins last year. The books got them at nine and a half. The Colts are at nine and a half. The Texans, four and a half. And then the biggest one, the Jaguars, who won three games last year. The books got them at six and a half. So let's start with the Titans. Where are you at nine and a half wins? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, you know, the way their season ended last year uh, at home with a horrific playoff loss with Ryan Tannehill through three interceptions, you know, but to their credit, uh, they have uh, tied for the 24th uh, toughest strength of schedule. So their opponent's winning percentage last year um, from, you know, going into this season is 471. So that bodes very well for Mike Rabel and company. If 
they start off slowly. Now, I, I, you don't really know with this team. They get the Giants at home. That should be a win. They go to Buffalo. That probably is one and one. They get the Raiders at home. You don't know about the Raiders. The Raiders have had a lot of big wins on the road in recent years, including winning at Arrowhead a couple of years ago. Then they go to Indy. Then they go and place the play the Commanders before they get their bye. Uh, if they pull the rug out of um, from Ryan Tannehill and they just said we're going to give it to Malik Willis out of Liberty, then I, I think they're an under. Um, I still trust like like you do in Mike in uh, Mike Tomlin. I like Mike Vrabel. I think Vrabel is one of the yeah. best coaches in the NFL, Agreed. and he can make chicken salad out of chicken crap. And I'm not a big fan of Tannehill. I think he's had a resurrection in Tennessee, but I think Miami Tannehill showed up in that playoff game, who was absolutely pathetic, throwing three interceptions and having a rather uh, lack of sense of urgency and laissez-faire effort in that playoff loss that they had. So um, I'm going to go over. Just, you know, the fact that uh, they are in a situation. Um, I don't like the fact as well that uh, this team is, you know, coming off such. But I think Vrabel can compartmentalize and get this team back on track and get them to at least 10 to 11 wins. Now, I think the, the, the let, let, I want to take uh, Jacksonville for a second, but real quick, the Colts, I think the Colts are a bit of a steal at nine and a half. They won nine games last year. You're, you're adding Matt Ryan. Nine and a half. I like the Colts. I like the Colts not only to, to cover that nine and a half, but I like them to win that division. Yeah, they have, along with Jacksonville, it's funny you mentioned them and then Jacksonville, J-Rod, they both have the same strength of schedule, which is tied for 26 in the NFL. There's no reason why the Indianapolis Colts, and I had them last year towards the end of the season, I thought that they were going to do what Joe Burrow and Cincinnati did. I thought that they could have made a run to the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and it all came crashing down hard for them. Uh, their schedule is pathetic. Uh, they could start off the season three and one. And I, I'm with you. I love Frank Reich. And and you know what else? I think a, a change of scenery for Matt Ryan now mm. taking over for Carson Wentz. One thing about Matt Ryan, granted, he's always going to be that bridesmaid. But the one thing about Matt Ryan, he's tough. And Carson Wentz did not show that his time with the Colts. It's why he's in D.C. now with the Commanders. I'm with you. I do like the Colts. Uh, they Chris Ballard's done a great job as general manager, and and Frank Reich to me, it, one of the better play callers in the National Football League. It's a great value for them to go over the number. And just to, to put a button on the AFC, the Jaguars. You see seven wins out of this team? No, under, under. Yeah. Hey, Jags gonna Jags, right? I mean, they're always listen. At the end of the day. As I say, they're always going to be Jackson hell. And I don't care. Now, Doug Peterson comes in, and that's great. And you certainly – and you got rid of the cancer, Urban Meyer, that which is fantastic. You're still Jacksonville, okay? Like, they overpaid – They're not beating the Chiefs. They're not beating the Chargers. They're not beating – you know, they're not beating the AFC West. No way. No no, they're not at all. And to me, like you look at that, they're always good. They had a great team in 2017, and they were one Stephon Gilmore tip pass away in the NFC in the AFC Championship game from Blake Bortles taking the Jaguars yes. to the Super Bowl. And ever it's since amazing. then, it's been a downward spiral for this team. I don't like them. I, I just think they make you know complete 
stupid decisions sometimes, uh, like the hiring of Urban Meyer when, you know, the owner said, hey, uh, you know, how about overpaying for Christian Kirk, who's a number three receiver, and they paid him as if he was a number one. Jags going to Jags. That's what they do. They'll always be Jackson hell. And I do not believe in them. I will never believe in them. And I, I, their colors are ugly. I just, I've never believed in this franchise since day one when they had Mark Brunell as their starting quarterback and Tony Baselli. Yeah, Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. At yep. least that, that came out of that. All right, let, let's move over to the NFC. Uh, NFC West, uh, home of the champs, home of the Rams. Uh, Twelve wins last year. The book brought them down to ten and a half this year. The Cardinals at nine and a half, the Niners at nine and a half, and the Seahawks at five and a half. Now, the NFC West, they play the AFC West, which could be the best division in football. That's going to be a nice little Denver, Seattle, Russell Wilson reunion that we're going to see. They play the NFC South, and that 17th game for the NFC West is against the AFC East. We mentioned earlier the Rams play the Bills to start the season. The Dolphins get the 49ers. Do you think the Rams take a step back, and what's that 10.5 look like to you? Well, it's a great question, and obviously you're talking about the defending Super Bowl champions. So the Rams and the Cardinals, and the Cardinals obviously had a great regular season last year, but the Rams and Cardinals have the toughest strength of schedules in the NFL at one and two. The Niners come in tied for fifth. So uh, this is obviously going to be a really tough division, and the Seahawks' strength of schedule is at 11. Starting with the Rams, isn't it just sort of – the natural regression that you see teams and you see, you know, like they lost Von Miller. It's fine. Baltimore overpaid for him. I don't care about that. And listen, what Les Snead and Sean McVay have done has been nothing short of spectacular. But I think it's only, I mean, 10 and a half, and I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now, J-Rod. It's, it's tough. tough. Uh, I, I mean, mean, it's, I mean listen, they're playing a first-place schedule, so that means Dallas. That means right, right. And it, that means Green Bay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, they start off the season, you get Buffalo, and it's at home, but it's Buffalo, who I think are, the to me, the favorites to win it all. Uh, they do get a couple gimmies in there against the NFC South. They get the Falcons and Panthers at home. But then you look at this. At San Francisco, uh, the day before Halloween, at Tampa the following week, Arizona at home, at New Orleans, at Kansas City, and then in December – you, this, is, this is how they end the season. After playing the Raiders at home, they go to Lambeau Field on Monday night, December 19th. You don't think it's going to be a little bit cold there in, in uh, Green Bay then? Then they get Denver at home on Christmas Day. They go to, back to SoFi Stadium, uh, which is a home and home. They're going to be playing the Chargers. It's technically a road game, but that's a home game because they're playing the same stadium at Seattle. I'm going to go under. I just don't – you know, the mm. thing about – you know, being the, the Super Bowl champs, the, the Rams have never been there as Super Bowl champs. They don't know how to act. And last year, they had some really bad losses uh, during the regular season. I don't trust them. I, I'm going to go under. I might be wrong, but I, I just think that there's too many potholes and landmines coming up in their schedule for me to trust that number to be over 10 and a half. And then for me, I tell you what, having grown up in Los Angeles, I think it's one thing that they talk about that Super Bowl hangover, that championship hangover. You add being in Los Angeles 
you know, it's like being in New York or being in Miami where everybody loves you. Everybody, you don't pay for anything. The parties never stops. I think yep. the Rams, I think, I think the books got it. I think they, they're going to be on the hook. I think the Rams are going to win 10 games. They're going to come up short of, of the 10 and a half. Uh, Arizona, I think they're going to stink. I, I think they're under nine and a half easy. I think the big quagmire, we got 90 seconds. I think the big quagmire here are the Niners at nine and a half. Yeah, uh, Arizona, I looked at their schedule. I'm going under. Uh, yeah. I don't trust. And there's I think they're going to stink. Yeah, I do too. And there's been some turmoil. I mean, I think they overpaid for Hollywood Brown. Not a fan of that. San Francisco 49ers is, I mean, what are they doing at quarterback? I mean, you know, Kyle Shanahan talks about them trading Jimmy G. Well, wh- what's the market? Where's the, where's the market for Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield until you get yeah. to training camp? Some, can you imagine this guy doing all these progressive commercials and Baker Mayfield won't even have a team anymore? Uh, he the needs Niners a stadium to live in. He needs a stadium to live in. Uh, it's un- Yeah, he, he really does right now, which is a great point. Uh, the Niners have a tough schedule. I'm also uh, – but I do like Kyle Shanahan. They were able to make it to the playoffs last year. Um, I'm going to go over on San Francisco, but I got to be honest with you, I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I mean, Shanahan has that Mike Tomlin kind of being able to make chicken salad out of chicken poop. And, and the Seahawks, five and a half. I, I honestly think they'll go over. I think they'll get to six. Um, but it's going to be tight. It, it, there's going to be a lot of sweating going on in the NFC West. Three more divisions to talk to you about in the NFC. Then we'll get into baseball. Lots going on. It's BetQL Daily with Mark James. I'm Jim Rodriguez. We'll be back with more.